fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. We are celebrating one of the greatest days of the entire week. It is the midweek celebration, the post-post-Monday, the pre-pre-Friday celebration right here on the Voice of Reason like we do every single day. Welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio and TV, plus the live streaming and podcasting thereafter as well. Your Millennial General reporting for duty. Welcome in the way you do every single day. It's a fun day, although I've been dragging today. Here in the Wichita area, it is cloudy, it is dreary. We're on like day number five or six of thunderstorms and raining, which is cool, and I love that weather. But after a while, I'm a little drowsy. It's hard to kind of get the giddy-up going. So what do we do? We crank through it here by pushing the button and ruffling the feathers because that's what we like to do. Joe Biden, how you doing, buddy? Feeling good? You're on day number 100 and something, rather, on your administration. Or you think it's your administration. How you doing there, buddy? I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. <laughs> okay, making sure. Checking in with you. Got a big show lined up for you today. You can find us all over our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv, plus the ourfreedombook.com, and, of course, the website all at hoosierreason.com. You can tune in to live stream the podcast on any of your favorite podcasting sites. And, of course, check us out on the radio and TV stations where we are. Got a lot to get to. At the bottom of the hour, Melissa Carone. You remember her? We tried to get her on a couple weeks ago. We're not able to connect with her, uh, but she got rescheduled for today. And we look forward to chatting with her. She is a candidate for the state legislature in the state of Michigan. And if you remember during the election period, a very controversial topic is she was the one that uh, testified with Rudy Giuliani. And she, uh, some people kind of laughed at kind of how she made her position, but talked about big tech and the interference. And as she was a poll watcher or was involved in the polls in some way, shape or form there, and it talked about some of the voter fraud going on in the state of Michigan. So we'll talk with her coming up at the bottom of the hours. Now she's looking at a run for the state legislature for the state of Michigan. We'll talk about that. The media is loving having a heyday today with the fact that Donald Trump is under criminal investigation. <laughs> So we'll get to that in a second as well. But I'm excited. We have another day with a, a double up, doubling up on the guest today, which is super awesome. So I want to get right to our guest that's on with us right now. He is the author of Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. As we talk a few different things, we'll talk about Trump's uh, um, different criminal investigation. Also, what's going on with the Supreme Court is they're back in the news for a few different pieces right now. But Mr. John O'Connor hanging out with us today. John, how are you, my friend? Hey, great, Andy. Hey, it's good to talk to you. It's been a little bit. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in Washington, D.C. right now, especially with the Supreme Court. Now, we've had concerns about the Democrats wanting to pack the court, which we can talk about in a minute. But the Supreme Court coming out on a few different cases, one with concealed carry in New York and voting nine to nothing, saying that confiscation of firearms is unconstitutional, not based on the Second Amendment, but based on unreasonable searches and seizures of the Fourth Amendment, which I thought was Kind of surprising. Any kind of shock there to you at all? No, not really at all, because that did have uh, serious issues there with uh, with searches. Uh, so and it actually is the easiest way to get agreement um, uh, among all of them. So you didn't need to reach the weapons aspect of it. You just get to the search. And so I think it's really a wise thing they did, and that's why they did it. 
That is really nice. That is nice. Now, the big one that's coming up, the big news was, according to CNBC, Supreme Court set to hear a Mississippi abortion case that could, quote-unquote, challenge Roe v. Wade. Um, Social issues always a hot topic for some individuals, especially when it comes to an issue like abortion. But, I mean, we're not reversing Roe v. Wade. We would just have potentially a different decision regarding abortion. But talk about this case and what led up to the Supreme Court actually wanting to uh, pick up and hear this case. Well, that's the that latter question is the best one, Andy. Uh, why are they taking it? You know, you can take a case to overturn it, or you can take a case to to sort of clarify the rules. Mm. And I suspect the latter is what at least everyone wants to do. Now, some of them may want to overturn uh, this decision, which uh, held the law unconstitutional, uh, but but. Here's here's what I see. I see that the court is taking an opportunity for clarification. That's the one thing that binds them all, or at least binds six or seven of them. Um, and I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I suspect I am not really particularly optimistic that the uh, bill is uh, that the uh, bill is going to be validated. But I do think the court's going to take this opportunity to set some guidelines down and and and, and so forth. So I think Roe v. Wade may be uh, clarified and in sort of what we would call a traditional direction. Remember when Roe v. Wade first came out, the only sacrosanct right was to an abortion in the first trimester. Second trimester, it was kind of maze maze you know, you, maybe you can regulate it, but shouldn't be completely outlawed. Third trimester, you can outlaw it altogether. Well, that whole whole uh, triumvirate uh, has been really just uh, eviscerated because every woman in the last three months of the pregnancy will get a doctor to say, oh, she's got a, a, a runny nose. She's It's for her own health. She needs an abortion. So it it really is uh, sort of a full pregnancy abortion thing, and that's not what Roe v. Wade originally said. Mm. Now, every state's going to be different. California will still have, no matter what happens here, states like California will still have unregulated abortion or complete abortion on demand, as many states will. But this will give guidelines to the states that want to cut it down. And I suspect the magic spot is going to be after the first trimester uh, and up to uh, viability of the fetus. And it may well be that the viability of the fetus um, is uh, sort of becomes, I think, is going to uh, become the uh, the bright line. Uh, and this may be what they're going to do here. Um, so that really hasn't been said yet. They've talked about it. There's a 1992 decision that talked about it, uh, you know, but uh, uh, I think that that, that might uh, that might be uh, something that they talk about, but they are going to clarify. I don't expect there to be just a blasting of this um, yeah. decision and and a uh, and an affirmation of this law. I don't think it's going to happen. I you know uh, I hope that doesn't disappoint some people in your audience. Will want Roe v. Wade to go the way of the dodo bird. I don't think it will. I think there's too much precedent. I think what they're going to do is shave and backfill on and maybe 
claimed to be resuscitating the original rationale of Roe v. Wade. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, I mean, we need to be realistic on what we could see with the decision on this. I mean, we do have some very progressive, quote-unquote, revisionists of the Constitution on the Supreme Court right now. So it'll be interesting to see how they decide on this. But as you mentioned, whether it's a full repealing of or a changing of or whether it's kind of a clarification of law, uh, how would it affect potentially states being able to make their own decisions? Like you mentioned, California kind of having the full board do whatever you want to. Other states wanting to put limitations on it. Would it clarify some of those rules to where the decision on abortion would be done more so at the statewide level as opposed to a federal ban or federal guideline one way or the other? Well, yeah. Well, there are a couple things in play. First of all, one of the things in play is uh, that's a very conservative issue is precedent. It's been 48 years since Roe v. Wade, so uh, the justices have all said that it takes an awful lot to overturn precedent. Even if the precedent is wrongly decided, it's going to take a while. Then what's going to happen? And let's even assume that the court enunciates some fairly conservative guidelines, that is to say liberal in the sense of liberally uh, prohibiting abortion or conservatively allowing uh, the restriction of it, whatever you want to have it, it's not going to affect so many states which have their own laws. I mean, what people don't understand is if Roe v. Wade got repealed today in its entirety, you know, probably 36 states would allow abortion in some form or fashion in a fairly, uh, you know, probably after after at least up to viability. Right. Uh, and uh, probably only one or two states would outlaw it altogether. So, that's what people don't understand. The women that care about having the right to an abortion don't understand that it's really more their state legislatures. And that's what a lot of people say should be the standard. Why can't each state decide for itself? Um, so, uh, you know, in California, nothing's going to change in California. I mean, you right. could blast Roe v. Wade all you want. You can have an abortion on demand here. Uh, and, and, and that's fine. That's the way our state is. That's the way the population is here in California. That's the way it's going to be. That's federalism. Well, exactly. So, I was going to say that's federalism uh, and that's, yeah. that's the sovereignty of the states. And that's what some people have forgotten throughout. Uh, we looked at the federal government for so much now when there's an issue, when there's a mass shooting, when there's a, you know, a crisis, when there's a pandemic government, federal government, what are you going to do to solve this? Instead of going to the state, we've kind of forgotten the states have really, or supposed to at least have the majority of the power, aren't they? That's right, Andy. And, and and to get a little off track here, think about the election. Yeah, everybody was trying to overturn the election at a federal level and federal courts and so forth and so on. Um, you know, everything should be back to the grassroots level. The 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 political protest should have been back at the state legislatures. Those are the people that you should be protesting to and actually getting to the election commissions themselves. The smallest unit of government possible at the state level is the one that should we should be concerned with. But we all fall into the trap of saying everything should be federalized, even conservatives. So say, oh, yeah, we got to have a federal law. Well, we got to overturn this federally. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, and then when you overturn things, when you go to the federal government, you have a government that's run by Joe Biden. How mm-hmm. about that? Yeah, Is it's, that the guy you would go to to even turn on your computer? I don't think so. <laughs> right. Well, and we went through a phase like that within the Republican Party, politically speaking. I mean, back during the George W. Bush era, 
was essentially the same way of we're Republicans, but we support certain big government programs at the federal level as well. And then we saw this this changing of the tide when we didn't like John McCain, we didn't like Mitt Romney, and we've gone to a Donald Trump style of, you know, bringing it back to the states. And we want the local activism, the grassroots campaigning, and we want the decision back. I mean, the pendulum swinging back that way. So it's good that people are talking about this and talking about federalism and talking about states' rights and, and understanding, at least, that decisions can come back down to the states and the state legislature, the state governor, and the state Supreme Courts that should be making a lot of these decisions. Well, that's right. That's right. And we really should be very active, not just in federal elections, but in the local elections where things really uh, happen. And I think one of the great advertisements for the new style of republicanism is what's happening today. I mean, every day the public is hit gobsmack right in the face with, okay, you've just changed your leader and now Thousands are pouring across the border. Oh, no, they say there's no cause and effect there. I think there is. You know, the stock market is not exactly thinking good thoughts. We're getting inflation all of a sudden induced with trillions and trillions of dollars being talked about. Uh, that, 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 That has inflationary expectation. We are weaker in China, weaker in Russia, weaker in Ukraine, weaker in the Middle East, and it threatens our safety. So I think the bottom line is that I think this new style of, of republicanism is probably people are looking at this and saying in very stark relief, I kind of like what happened the last four years better than I like what's happening now. Exactly. You know, that's the basic thing. Exactly. John O'Connor, the book is Postgate. You can find him online, postgatebook.com. You can find the book. You can find the podcast that he has as well. John, we're out of time, my friend, but it's always good to talk to you. we got to get you back on again here real soon. It's been too long. Okay, Andy, great. Great talking to you. Hey, you as well. Always great to chat. You as well. We'll get you back on here, get you back on a regular basis. We love chatting with John O'Connor there. We'll take a break. we got lots more to get to today for a midweek celebration here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss 
part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. I have a feeling this show is going to be one of the faster ones as it flies right on by, like usual, every day, but especially today with all the guests we have on and all the great content we're trying to cram out to you. Also, it might be one of those shows where social media may block us after this. I don't really know what's going to happen. But we'll do our best to keep out in front of you the best way we can. Make sure to follow us on our social media so if it doesn't like pop up on your news feeds, you can at least find it and see it and go to it and know that it's there. We're here for you. You just have to come to us sometimes because, well, you know, that's what we do. Hey, welcome back in. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Uh, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Melissa Carone. She'll be joining us in a few minutes talking about her race up in the state of Michigan. Looking forward to chatting with her. The media today, though, in our What's Trending segment... What's trending today? They are losing their minds. They are giddy. They get to talk about Donald Trump again. Their ratings have been plummeting since Donald Trump left office. He hasn't been in the limelight. He hasn't had a social media platform for them to talk about on what he's doing and all the mean tweets that he's sending. They haven't been able to talk about him. So they're kind of boring. That's why they got to make up news. And they got to, like talk about the opinion pieces of other shows and other hosts and other networks because they have nothing else to talk about and their ratings tanked and their ratings really do show it. More people have been driving more to online media sources. More people have been finding podcasts. More people are listening to talk radio because at least it's entertaining and not just the same old hate against one another because especially this show, we like to talk about content and deepness and unveiling the layer of the onion unlike other shows uh, predominantly because we try to be just a little bit smarter smarter than the other ones as well although sometimes it does get kind of mind-numbing with all the information we try to you know regurgitate out to you nonetheless the media is giddy because now they have donald trump back in the news and there's two bits of news that they think that they're going to go after trump for and they think they got him they got donald trump apparently they haven't learned their lesson over the last four years that whenever they tried to go after trump it didn't work And the more they tried to demonize him and they tried to call him names and they tried to go after him with investigations and they tried to impeach him and they tried to they tried to go through all these processes to go after Trump and silence him and kick him out and be done with him. It never worked. And I think deep down, I think they liked it. I think they wanted to keep Trump there because, again, it was something to talk about. If he's gone completely, the heck do they have to talk about? So I think they like it. It's kind of like their, you know, kind of silent, accepted fetish that they have that they like They like to demonize Donald Trump. So CNN ran a story earlier today. New York Attorney General adds, quote, criminal capacity to probe the Trump organization being investigated for criminal activities. Now, I don't know exactly what the criminal activity is about because he hasn't done anything wrong in any way, shape or form. But at the same time, uh, there's been a new committee that is or a commission, because remember, the federal government, when they want to 
stop something or they want to really look at it, they start a commission. Now, there's two reasons for the commission. For them to say is to bring intel and information about the investigation that's going on, the commission, and they can research it. But otherwise, as well, it's for them to have the information presented to them instead of them going out and doing it and actually doing the research and actually doing the information themselves. Because if it comes back against them, then they can say, well, I'm not at fault here. My hands are clean. It was the commission that provided me the false information. It was the commission that recommended this. I'm just going along with the they recommended because they're the experts. I want you to step back for a second and think about this. Congress that's supposed to handle the majority of these issues, they don't want to have their hands dirty, so they create the commission to research it and then present the facts so they can make a quote-unquote unbiased, uh, unbiased discussion or decision. Well, they're starting a January 6th commission, the day of the protest in Washington, D.C. They've started that commission against Donald Trump. Now they have the criminal investigation against Donald Trump as well. The media this time thinking, ha-ha, we got him. This time we're going after him. This time we are shutting him down. And you want to know why? It's because Donald Trump's speaking at the North Carolina GOP convention here in the next week or so. You want to know why? Is because they have nothing else to talk about. You want to know why? Is because they're threatened Trump may have a rising again with his supporters and his base within the Republican Party, and they're scared of it, so they need to demonize him some more because they got nothing else to go after. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Boy, the show goes by way too fast. Halfway through the program already for a midweek celebration. Radio and TV plus our live streaming and our podcasting. We are all over the place trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time all over the nation. And we see it as well. Podcast downloads through the roof right now. California rocking it. Thank you guys. Appreciate that very much. Also in, let's see here. Idaho, Illinois, New Jersey, growing, baby, growing by leaps and bounds. Michigan popping up on there as well, which I'm glad because our next guest I'm excited to get to uh, from Michigan. If you remember all the way back when, I know that we have short attention spans in the political realm, but if you remember all the way back when, we do still have investigations going on regarding voter fraud in the election. Now, this may ban us off of the social media stuff permanently, but (laughs) what do you do? Um, But... 
if you remember, there's still some investigations going on in Arizona, in Michigan. I believe there's still some stuff going on in Pennsylvania, possibly Georgia as well, regarding the presidential election, because there's still some things that just make you go, hmm. And I'm excited to have on one of the on the program here one of the whistleblowers talking about the Dominion system out of Michigan. Now she's running for the state representative seat, the 46th district in the great state of Michigan. Excited to have on the program here, Melissa Carone with us here. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Hey, I, I appreciate it very much. Uh, what's going on in Michigan? Are you guys, you, I heard some news, I think, the last week or so about a county that yeah. had about a thousand irregularities in votes or phantom ballots or something. What's going on up there? That's right. Yeah, so that's Antrim County. And um, what happened in Antrim County is um, the election results were actually flipped. So after uh, the election, we had um, a resident of Antrim County. His name is uh, Bill Bailey. Uh, file a lawsuit against Antrim County, the county he lives in, and he said that it is a Republican county. There was a ton of Trump yard signs out. He knew Trump won Antrim County. So we had uh, Matt DiPerno, uh, uh, um attorney here in Michigan, on the case, and they proved that the machines were, cre- were um, created for fraud. They also proved several different things that these machines did um, during the election. Yesterday, they came out with a statement saying that um, that the tabulating machines, you could rerun ballots, just like I said in my testimony. You could rerun ballots several times. You could print out a report, and you could backdate results to the election day. To, to ba- they could backdate the, re- the report date. So that's very odd. That shouldn't be happening. They also proved that they were connected to the Internet. Well, yesterday there was a court hearing on this in Antrim County, and the judge actually dismissed the case. It was the last case in the United States that we had standing still. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild to see the facts, the number, the, the amount of information that's come out here, but just one after the other after the other just falling and being dismissed left and right, it, it boggles right. the mind. I mean, it's a little concerning, isn't it? It's absolutely concerning. So Arizona, um, I'm sure you're aware that they have a forensic audit being conducted right now. Yeah. And I believe the results are going to be coming out next week with that. They did have to put a hold on it for a little while. Um they were getting threats and a lot of stuff was going on. But just now this morning, one of the state reps in Georgia, um, state rep, uh, rep, Representative Jones, he called for a full forensic audit in Georgia. So, I mean, we're having states follow, which is which is a great sign. And this is exactly what we need. But here in Michigan, I don't know if we're going to be able to get it approved, the forensic audit, because we we Michigan is being run by complete communist right now <laughs> well and it has for a while <laughs> the big question is is that the dominion system i mean is there any talk in these states uh, michigan arizona especially included there as well is there any talk about saying you know what regardless of whatever happened with this last election moving forward maybe we should limit our usage of dominion systems just because of the yeah. reputation it has now our, i mean is there a talk of that going on right now well antrim county just uh, completely got rid of Dominion, and they are going back to hand-counting ballots because they said something about what happened to Dominion with their election results, and Dominion offered to actually replace the hard drives and all the tabulators, and they were going to charge the county $50,000. And 
the county said, you know what, forget it. We'll can't, we'll hand count our ballots. So that was their way out of get of getting out of their contract with Dominion. Mm-hmm. We do have a 10 year contract with Dominion here in Michigan. And there is talk about getting rid of them. That is one of the main things that I'm running on. I will get rid of Dominion. I, this is, this is, this is, we have to get rid of these machines. These machines are stealing the election. It is not okay. We have to get rid of them. This is going to keep happening and over and over and over again if we continue to use these machines. Yeah, we're talking with Melissa Carone, candidate for the 46th district in the state of Michigan, uh, replacing a, a state rep at John Riley. Let's talk about big tech and how they got involved in all this. I know, obviously, with big tech, they uh, social media especially censored a lot of content on social media, uh, had different agenda-driven messages on social media, canceled a lot of accounts. Obviously, President Donald Trump still not able to go on to social media. But during the election, outside of the influential part, how much did big tech actually have an influence on outside of the Dominion systems? Uh, I mean, was there other censorship going on that you've seen? Was there other oppression Absolutely. of messages? I mean, what, what all was, did you see? Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I was once on Twitter and um, after the election, I, I, I went to make a new Twitter account. They completely took it down, even just with my first and last name. They wouldn't even let me post a, a single post on there. They just took it down right when I made it. Um, now, Facebook, for some odd reason, is allowing me to post a lot of things. But I think it's because I'm a candidate for state office and uh, there's a law out that they can't kick off candidates. I've, have you heard that? I've heard it a couple of times. Yeah, I've heard they've changed a lot of it because especially their campaigning, like even with my show Facebook page, I've tried to you know advertise to promote the page. And they said, well, you can't do that for political content. But now they've reversed mm-hmm. that and they've actually said, OK, now the election season's over. Now we can have candidates on again. Now we can have advertising of political content again. So they're starting to open yeah. it up, quote unquote, now that the season's done, because, well, you know, no harm, no foul now. Right. Right. Well, you know, I noticed a lot, too, when I was posting the last time I got kicked off of Facebook, it was for a uh, Hunter Biden post for what was on mm-hmm. his laptop. I got a hold of some information that I posted publicly and they kicked me off for 30 days so yeah i mean i see it going on with things that are not election involved you know um just like that i you know that was public information for two days when trump got out of office and right when biden got in he took it all down you can't find it anymore unbelievable unbelievable are you seeing more i mean obviously you've jumped into the race we have some time before elections uh for midterm elections next year in 2022 are you seeing the energy and the excitement from republican voters from trump supporters that uh, realize what happened and they're not going away i mean uh, political activism usually dies off in an off election season but i haven't seen that here in the state of kansas even we've already had two candidates for governor announced we've had a candidate for attorney general announced we've had congressional candidates i mean people are fired up still because they're scared of the direction yeah. we're going right now. Absolutely. So, yes, I actually have. I've seen several people announce that they're running for office. These are people that would not normally run for office. But, you know, the, the condition our country is in right now is scaring so many people. And we are heading right into communism, literally right into communism. And it's, you know, people that understand what's going on want to um, get involved and do everything that they can. And I even, you know, when I talk to people that can't literally, like can't run for a uh, state rep or if it's too high of an office for their name recognition, I always say, you know, run, run for school board, run for any, I don't, I don't care. Run for County clerk. County clerk is ex- 
extremely important. They are the people who pick whether you use the Dominion machines or not. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people know that, but it's a very important position. And um, they are the people who are accountable for allowing these machines in our counties. That's a great point. I mean, we we get to decide. We actually do have a voice. Some people may not realize that we have a voice on what we can do election-wise on what type of content comes into our area and what type of machines and electronics and, and voting processes happen in our local areas, which was the last question I wanted to ask you is what can we do on social media to push back, to try and get our messaging out there? I mean, obviously, they came out, uh, come after you big time after your testimony with Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, when you make an SNL skit, you must have made it pretty big. So I give you kudos <laughs> on that one. But what can we do to get the message out to reach people and let them know that, hey, you know what, we're still fighting yeah. for this and it's okay? Yeah. So, you know, I, I always tell people, I say, get involved in your local Republican um, meetings. And they're in every county. Every county has um, a Republican committee meeting every month. Get involved. Run for office. Run for run for um, your um, school board. You know, we have to get we have to take our school boards back because of what's going on in these schools. It's, it's unacceptable. Um, you know, anything that you can do, get, just get involved. And then once you start going to these meetings and stuff, you, you meet all these people that are like-minded and are putting on events, rallies, you know, and, and it gives you so many options to get involved. And that's the most important thing right now is for people to get involved. And, you know, another very important thing is people need to sign up to be poll watchers, mm. um, poll challengers. People need to sign up to work elections. We have to do it because they are selectively picking Democrats to do it. And, you know, it's, it's, it, this, that's what happens in our presidential election. And we have to get more involved. Amen to that. Don't back down even when they try to push you out the door to not allow you to watch that sort of stuff. Be aware, be alert, and keep up the fight. Melissa Carone, you can visit her website, votecarone.com. Good luck on the campaign trail. We'd love to get you back on as the election gets closer. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. I would love to come back on. Hey, absolutely. Appreciate that very much and keep up the fight on your end. That's what we do, trying to advance that message and not let them win because every chance they get, they take advantage of it. We'll take a break. We'll wrap up the show today. we got a lot more to get to when we come back as well. Republicans signing a petition saying that unless we drop the Trump movement, they're starting a third party. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we come back right here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last segment already goes by way too fast. John O'Connor at the top of the hour. Melissa Carone at the bottom of the hour. That was a fun one. I'm glad we got her on the program. If you don't remember her, she was the individual that testified with Rudy Giuliani during the election stuff. And she's the one that made the news. Everybody laughed. Had a good time with her because she was the one that was like, well, I I signed a bill or signed an affidavit saying that if I'm saying things incorrect and i go to jail did you judge i mean she don't take no mm-mm. and i love it so well done on her and she's running for the state legislature there for the 46th district in michigan and we appreciate her coming on the program we'll get her back on again later real quickly as we talked about at the beginning of the show with the abortion bill being sent to the u.s supreme court and the decision there we have to remember as well too that states make their own decisions states are doing their thing and as states would either decide to either allow or not allow the. Oh, there we are. I wonder what that sound. We still had music in the background. I didn't know what that was, um, but apparently it's still playing. Uh, it's just really good music. What can you say? Nothing wrong, <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, that states have the right to actually be able to decide their own laws, federalism, the state's rights, being able to set their own curriculum. California is going to legalize um, abortion and allow it to happen. Uh, new law coming out of Texas right now. The governor signed a fetal heartbeat bill saying that once you can detect a fetal heartbeat, then abortion would not be allowed as they ban most abortions and the Democrats losing their minds over it. They, they hate it. They absolutely hate it. But again, if you don't like that decision, then you're probably in the wrong area. Move to a state that they would allow something like that instead of, again, major difference between conservative and progressive. Conservative, you do your thing. I'll do mine. You live the life your way, the way you want to. We'll live the life my way that I want to. And we'll just all live in harmony and peace and everything will be great. On the progressive side, you either do it our way or else you are a heartless jerk, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a yada yada, and we will punish you. You need to apologize for your bigotry, you need to apologize for your masculinity, you need to apologize for whatever because you are evil. And we want to dictate what your life is about. It used to be where they would say, leave us alone and let us do our thing, but that's just not the case in any way, shape, or form. As we had Melissa Carone on the program, which will probably get us off social media, there is a a movement right now, according to the Associated Press, from 100 Republicans, including some former elected officials. I like how they say former because there's no current elected officials, but 100 Republicans, including some former elected officials, have signed a letter threatening to break from the Republican Party 
inform a third party taking aim at the party's embrace of former President Donald Trump and his continued false claims that the 2020 election was stolen. Quote, uh, in the story, when our Democratic Republic forces a conspiracy, division, and despotism arise, that's comical, it's patriotic duty of citizens to act collectively in defense of liberties and justice. They say, quote, therefore, we declare the intent to catalyze an American renewal and to either reimagine a party dedicated to our founding ideals or else hasten the creation of such an alternative. The naming of the effort is called a call for American renewal and is calling for the Republican Party to rededicate itself to founding ideals or else hasten the creation of an alternative. In other words, we don't like you, Donald Trump, and either we kick Donald Trump out of the party and down the road and dismiss him, or we will start our own third party. Now, there are. Uh, let me reiterate, there are no currently elected Republican officials that have signed this letter. There are 100 Republicans, some former elected officials, meaning there are other people that are just like members of the party, a hundred, a hundred. That's the big news. A hundred people. You could get a hundred people in one little district in Kansas to sign a petition on something. But when a hundred Republicans, some former elected officials are threatening to leave the party. Bye Felicia. Is that all we have to say? I mean, bye. It's the establishment rhinos that are trying to talk about principle now all of a sudden when they've gone for years without having principles because their principle is let's compromise as much as we possibly can to get along with Democrats and give them everything they want as long as they give us some breadcrumbs. That's been the Republican Party and that's been this crowd right here that's trying to leave the party and go third party. Do you know what this means to me? This means we're winning This means that we're doing something. The voices of the conservatives, of the Republicans, of the actual Republicans with the real Republican values, conservatives, libertarians, we're winning. We're having a voice. We're getting them to the point of annoyance to where they're going to leave the party. And that's okay because we've tried to get rid of them for a while out of the party, not to like purify the party, but to at least get people out that pretend to have Republican values that don't really have Republican values. So if you want to start your own third party with 100 people out there, bye Felicia. We'll see you later. We're cleaning up the party and we're going to have the party be conservative. We're going to have it stand on principle. We're going to have it be supported. And we're actually, yes, going to have people in there that aren't afraid to say what's on their mind, including President Donald Trump. That's good news. And to me, it just motivates me more because we're winning in the battle of ideas. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in a little bit. Until then, back at it tomorrow for a pre-Friday celebration. This is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Everybody have a great Wednesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.